righty. It's good to have you here this morning. Uh, like I say, we are a short number of people, but I had about six, seven people let me know that they couldn't be here today. And they will be back, they said, but they just had some things that took place that they had to be gone. And so, but anyway, y'all just pray for the church, pray for the people. Uh, and I, it's, it's good to see Linda here this morning. Y'all be sure and tell her goodbye. She is going to Tennessee. Uh, and that's where she'd been wanting to go for a while, so she, she's finally making it. So y'all, y'all be sure and tell her goodbye. And uh, my sermon this morning, and I think it fits probably a bunch of us around, but it's trusting God in hard times. Anybody here ever go through some rough and tough times where you had to put your faith and put your trust in God? I think we all have. You know, hard times, really, they're just a part of life. Just like the good and the happy times are a part of life, I'd like to see more of those. But, you know, there's difficult times that's going to come in, in, you know, in play in our lives, too. You know, we look at Jesus, maybe we can use him for an example, that he had a remarkable time in his ministry and, and serving God here on this earth, and uh, many people were healed, many people were restored, many people were raised from the dead, the eye, blind eyes, deaf ears were all open. Jesus had a great ministry, but Jesus also faced some very difficult times while he was here, just like what we do. But his, his times were a little more difficult than probably most of ours are. You know, he faced false accusations, cruel punishment on that cross, and uh, everything he endured, he did it for us. He endured that cross to give us a hope, a hope of eternal life through him. Uh, the Bible speaks about when trouble comes. Notice, when trouble comes, not if trouble comes. Trouble is going to come. Matter of fact, in the book of John, Jesus tells in John 16, 33, tells us, in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So if we are in Jesus Christ and walking with him, we can know also that we are going to overcome. You know, tough people are going to survive. If you're tough and you're in Christ, he says these tough times will pass. And everything will be good one day. And, uh, you know, the good thing that we can hold on to really during the hard times is we know that God is with us. He hadn't left us. He hadn't forsaken us. Here in Nahum, Nahum, excuse me, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The Lord is good, and he is a strong refuge. And when trouble comes, he is close to those who trust in him. In other words, he says, Christ has not left us. He is right there with us. Uh, he has not abandoned us, but he offers himself to us as a refuge. What is a refuge? A refuge is a place of safety, a place of comfort, a place of peace, a place of assurance. That's what Christ is to, the, to his people. And uh, he'll be close to us if we will trust in him while we pass through this life. He says, draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. So the closer we draw to Christ, the closer he draws to us. And uh, 
So we will go through some hard times. But, you know, many people think, you know, and I'll just say, though, know, hard times don't always mean that you've done something wrong. It doesn't always mean that you've messed up, that you've made mistakes. It doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. Sometimes we can think the hardships we're facing uh, are because that we've done some things wrong. But you know that uh, wrongdoings that, that we do can cause consequences. It can cause problems in our life. But it's also possible to do all the things and do them right and still go through some hard times. Through no fault of your own, you're doing what you know you should be doing, but you have an enemy out there that's going to, he's going to come against you every chance that he can possibly get. You know, the enemy himself, is, you know, over there in the book of Peter, he tells us he is like a roaring lion going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for people to cause problems to, to cause problems in their life. He's looking for people. If he can make you mad enough and disappoint you enough, he's thinking you'll, you will quit serving God because you're going to be blaming God. God wants you doing something. Why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And the enemy, Jesus, he said, you know that the enemy is going to come against you. Be prepared. Be ready. Be ready to stand against him. And we'd stand out against him. How do you stand against the word of God? I mean, against the enemy? By the word of God. When we get into our Bibles and we memorize scriptures and we know what to tell the enemy when he comes, it's just like, you know, we've talked about it before. Whenever uh, Satan came against Jesus in the wilderness, he came to him. And the first thing he did, he said, you know, Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil said, he's got to be hungry. He's got to be thirsty, you know. And what did he hit him with? First of all, he wanted him to, he tried to get Jesus to doubt who he was. He said, if you be the son of God, then take these rocks and turn them into bread. If, because he knew Jesus was about to be hungry after 40 days and 40 nights of not eating. But Jesus didn't fall for it. You know, really, Probably the biggest part of us can tell when it's Satan that's coming against us, just the way he does it. And Jesus said, you shall not live by bread or food alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And now, now Satan came against Jesus three times, and each time Jesus used the word of God. And when he used the word of God, Satan left. Now Satan's going to come back. He will return. But each time he returns, if you use that word of God, he's going to leave you again. So we have to get some scripture down in our hearts that when we are attacked, that we can come against him by the word of God. So, you know, like I said, sometimes <clears throat> you, have, you run into some hard times and you yourself really didn't do anything to deserve it. But the enemy is watching about it. He's watching you. And any time he gets that opportunity or that chance, he is going to come against you. I mean, you know, as I was looking at this, I got to thinking about something. What about Jesus' own disciples that walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, followed him around, saw all his miracles, and they knew that Jesus was real? Well, you know, even these uh, uh, disciples run into a problem one night. Jesus, and it wasn't no fault of theirs either. But Jesus told him, go to the other side and I'll meet you over there. He was going to have a meeting with them. 
Well, they went and got in a boat and started to cross the sea, and they run into a great storm. They didn't do anything to cause that storm. But the devil had them out there, and he knew that they were Jesus' people, his servants. He said, if I can destroy them. But Jesus was watching too. And that's when Jesus walked across that sea on water. And he come, he come on that board, on board of that boat, and, you know, he just simply spoke some words. All the wind and the waves and the storm, Jesus just stood up and said, Peace, be still. And they said that sea was just like a mirror. Everything stopped, and those disciples made it to the other side. Sometimes we have to call upon the Lord. Lord, calm this storm in my life. Calm this storm in my life, Lord. And the Lord knows the storms that you're going through. And then sometimes he may tell you, you calm them. I've given you the power. I've given you the authority. You calm them. It's just like when we talk about speaking to the mountain. He said, you speak. God's not speaking to the mountain. He says, he's telling you to speak to your mountain in his authority. He wants people to know. He wants the demons to know that he has given you authority to come against them. We don't have to call upon God for every little thing. He said, I give you power. I give you authority. Use it. He gives that authority to the church. And the church needs to use this authority and this power that Jesus has given us. You know, because Satan is going to come against you every single time that he can. He's not going to let up until you rebuke him, you get rid of him. But you know, you're going to, you're going to be going through these storms until you reach heaven. But when you get to heaven, there will be no more storms. Why? Because there will be no more sin. There will be no more Satan. God is not going to allow sin to enter into heaven's gates. There will be no sin. You're not going to be going through what you're going through now. And the only reason we're going through it now is because Adam and Eve didn't take the authority that God gave them. He said, you have power and authority over everything. And Adam just gave it up. He gave it up. And that's why we're where we're at today is because Adam didn't stand on the word of what God told him to do. Are we standing on what God is telling us to do? Are we standing on his word? Are we using his word? Or are we just letting Satan bully us and push us around? Yes, Satan is powerful. He's very powerful. Powerful than we are. But he's not power, more powerful than God. He's not more powerful than God. He's not more powerful than Jesus Christ. He's not more powerful than the Holy Spirit. And you think about something. You've got the Holy Spirit dwelling and living in you continuously, every day, 24 hours a day. Wherever you go, he's with you. You're not by yourself. <clears throat> Y'all going to excuse me, I kind of got a frog this morning. And, uh, but he expects us to use the authority that he gives. You know, in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10, it says, If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, 
or without any hope. Trust in the Lord and rely on your God. Trust God to walk with you. What did God say? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. But I'll always be with you. What's he talking about? Again, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. That is God. He's with you continuously. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, eternally. He's with you. And we need to use that power to defeat our enemy and to walk closer with God. You know, the closer, you, like I said a while ago, the closer we get to God, the closer God gets to us. So when we stay in prayer and we, uh, and we have communication with God, we're talking to God, we're praising God, giving God the glory for what he has done. I know that, that Roy and Pat, I know that Pat, she's been giving God so much glory because of raising her up and, 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 and helping her to get back where she's at. And look, she's here today. She trusts God. We have to trust in God. We have to believe in God that God will do what he says he will do. <clears throat> you know, in these days and times that we live in right now, we need to believe in and trust in God's goodness like we've never had before. It's not going to get any easier. It's just going to get worse. You might as well know that because we're getting so close to the end times right now that it's just going to get worse and worse. People one of these days are going to wake up and they're going to see that the, that the coming of Jesus Christ is so close. And what did he say? He said, he will return like a thief in the night. You're not going to be expecting him. And we need to be looking for him daily. We need to be looking for him right now to bust through these walls and these ceilings and come and get us. Because it could happen very, very easily. Because nothing else in this world, nothing else has to take place for Jesus to come back for his people right now. And we're just getting closer and closer. Like, people don't realize it, but we were talking about it the other day. You know, in prophecy, it says that that, 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 that Nile River will dry up. Or the Euphrates, excuse me, will dry up. Do you know it's almost dry now? Many people don't even know this. That that river is drying up, just like prophecy said. And why is that river drying up? That's where the enemy is going to approach from. They're going to march, they're going to march down that dry river and come in to attack Jerusalem. They're saying they're finding stuff right now they didn't even know was there. Caves and different things that the, that the, that the river had covered up. They're finding all kinds of things they didn't even know was there. It's just like when many people doubted about the Red Sea opening up and the Israelites crossing it and then covering the Egyptian army up with waves after the, after the uh, Israelis got across it. Here not long ago I read an article where the, where the Israelites crossed the Red Sea through the reeds. They said that, that, that divers and different ones have gone, they have found wheels of chariots they have found shields. They have found all kinds of different things showing that what the Bible said is true. They're finding that kind of stuff. See, Satan's going to do everything he can to make us doubt the Word of God. Man is going to try to make us doubt the Word of God. 
If you want to believe anybody, you believe the Bible and you believe what God's Word says because it is absolute truth. And if, what he, if he said it, he meant it, and it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I guess when we go through the hard times and the things come against us, we need to remember something. There's a saying that says, and this too shall pass. This too shall pass. You know, people think that's out of the Bible. It's not. There's not anything in the Bible that says that. This is just a saying of man. But it's a good saying. You know, I got to, I got to look at that. I said, I don't ever remember reading that in the Bible. Now, there's some things about that will pass, like this earth will pass away and so forth. But that's not what God says on, about this here. But remember, you know, that this shall pass also. Eventually it will. But, it's, but that's not in the Bible. See if you can find it. Because I looked, and that, it's not in the Bible. That is just a scripture, a good scripture, not scripture, but a saying from man that's a good saying. Because most times, whatever comes against you, sooner or later, will pass. It will pass. And, uh, you know, and that's a good saying. Cause, I mean, it's, it's just some good stand on it. Lord, I know this is going to pass because you're with me and you're going to eliminate it. You're going to get rid of it. You know, we went through this, Linda and I did, and uh, actually two different times. When she was diagnosed with cancer, boy, you talk about now that, we just began to pray immediately because right, we just couldn't even imagine she was diagnosed with cancer. Lord, we're your people. And then I get to thinking about different things, you know. But we have an enemy out there that's going to do everything he can to discourage us and to try to separate us from you. But the Bible says nothing can separate us from God. When God's got a hold of you, nothing can separate you from God. But we started praying immediately. And you know, it, she was diagnosed with cancer on, on uh, February the 18th, Valentine's Day. And immediately when we found out what he said, we began to pray. Lord, we know you're with us. Lord, we're not going to we're not going to worry about this. And I guess I know you you're disappointed because it happened, but yet you still you know who's in charge. When we'd pray, we would never acknowledge cancer. We would say, Lord, heal her cancer. No, she didn't have cancer. It's it's already healed. By my stripes, you are healed. And she went through. She went through chemo. She lost her hair and all that. But you know, she was never sick. She never missed a day's work. She had to leave work at times and go back to the doctor to get shots in her stomach because of the, of, of the blood cell. The white blood cell counts were getting low, and they had to be. I guess you would just call them jacked up, you know, to help take care of, of what she is going through. But we prayed. We stood on God's word. We believed God. And like I said, she was diagnosed on February the 14th. Four months later, she was pronounced totally clean, no cancer. It has never come back. It, never, it will never will come back. Because, we, because God's already told us what I have taken away and cleared will not return. 
So we know that. When she had COVID, she was in the hospital. Matter of fact, even some of the people there found out later that they didn't think she was going to live because of her breathing. We was in the hospital together. We was one, we was one floor apart. I was, I was one floor above her. I couldn't see her. The only thing I do, I talk to her every now and then on the telephone. Then we prayed. And then, before we know it, they're, they're taking her oxygen off, turning her oxygen down. God heard our prayers, and God stepped in and healed her. Never give up. That's what's wrong now. now. Too many people give up. Never give up. Because sometimes people say, well, I don't know why I'm going through this. Sometimes maybe God's letting you see where your faith is. Maybe you're checking your faith. We think we've got all the faith in the world. But something comes against you. That's when you really need to stand on your faith. God, I don't care what this is coming against me. I've got your word right here. I'm standing on it. You said it. I believe it. So be it. So be it. That's what amen means. When you say amen after a prayer, you're saying, Lord, so be it. So be what I have asked. It's going to happen. That's faith. And that's what God requires for us to have. And, uh, but God healed her, and she's still healed. She's not going to get sick again with this stuff. And, uh, you know, when we started praying, there, there, there's, a, there's a, a, something here in Psalms. In Psalms 50, 15. Listen to what it says. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. That's a promise. That's a promise. Call upon me in your day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Many times we've used the story about Linda's cancer, and there's just to give God honor so people can see what God will do if you'll put your faith in him and trust him. We're honoring God because we couldn't heal her cancer. We couldn't heal her COVID, but he could, and he did. You know, I guess we could just look at it and say every hardship and every trial, every battle has an expiration date. And God sets that date. That, that will expire. It will leave. It will pass. It will go away. Just have faith to believe God that this is going to happen. Whatever you're going through, trust God to take you through it. You know, I think probably we all will have a journey through hard times. I don't know, I don't know anybody in here that has not been through some hard times. I look around, and everybody I see, they've gone through things. But you survived it because God's hand was on you. God walked with you through it. And he's still walking with you because of your faith. 
and what he saw when he was going through those hard times. You know, one thing I guess that, that, that every one of us want when we're going through something is instant relief. Instant relief. Lord, just take it away right now. I don't want to wait. Lord, take it away right now. But sometimes there's a reason for what we go through. And it lingers for a little while because God wants us to go through something. You know, over in Corinthians it tells us that he is the God of all hope, that we go through things, and he lets us go through them so we can know what they're like. So if we know somebody that's going through those things, we can better help them to go through them. You've been there. You've done that. You know what they're going through. You're able to talk to them and pray with them a little clearer and a little stronger than if you've never even been through it. God uses us for his glory. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, the Bible tells us to call on the Lord and he will deliver us. And he will. Now, you know, I guess I've learned that moving from the valleys to the mountaintop is not instantaneous. You say, you mean you've been through hard times? Oh, man. I've been through a lot of hard times. But God has never let me down yet. He's never let me down yet. He's walked right through them with me. You know, uh, I think about the hard times and what God tells us. And I want you to listen to this real close. It, it, it's just one scripture. Isaiah 43.2. Isaiah 43.2. It says, When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. Now, I don't know if y'all caught on to anything that I said right there. Listen to what God says again. Look at these words. When you go through deep waters, you're not staying there. You're going through. You're passing through them. When you go through the rivers, again, you're not staying. You're going through them. They're not consuming you. When you go through the fire, he says, I, I, you'll be just like old Daniel. I said, Daniel, I meant Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They will not consume you. He said, for I will be with you, and my glory will surround you, and the flame cannot touch you. That's why the flame couldn't touch those three Hebrew children. The Shekinah glory of God surrounded those Hebrew children in that fire. And that fire could not get to them. When God's glory surrounds you, the enemy cannot get to you. That's just like his hedge of protection. His glory surrounds you. And the, and the enemy cannot penetrate that glory. It cannot get to you. So we have to just put our faith and trust in God. And uh, here in Jeremiah 16, 19, it says, Lord... You are my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of trouble. How many of us look at God like that? How many of us see God in that light? How many of us see God as, a, as being our strength, as being our fortress, as being our refuge, being our protection? He's right there with you. 
He's right there on the inside of you. He's performing every one of these things. He'll be your strength. He will be your fortress. And he will be your refuge in that day of trouble. When that time comes, I'll be with you. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's what he says. I will not depart from you. I will not abandon you. You know, to trust God in the light or the good times is easy. But to trust him in the dark or the bad times, that takes faith. And that's what God's looking for. Without faith, we cannot please him. He said, I know it's easy to believe in the good times, but what do you do in the bad times? Do we believe? Do we doubt? Oh, God, where are you? God, I need you. God, where are you? He's right there with you right then. He hadn't left you. God, I need you to rise up in me and give me that power to take care of this situation. Give me that faith, oh Lord. You know, to pray for faith is a good prayer. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, you're believing you're going to receive it even though you don't see it yet. Now that's, what, that's where God really comes in. When we have that kind of faith, you can guarantee you're going to have, you have what you ask for. You know, and sometimes, we hate to say it, but sometimes when we go through the valleys, sometimes we can learn something. How many of you ever learned anything from some of the hardships and from the hard times you went through? Well, I don't want to do that again. I'm not going to make that mistake again. See, sometimes we learn things. Even though we have to go through some things, we learn some things that we don't want to do again. We don't want to make those mistakes again. We don't want to go through that again. So we can learn some things, you know, going through the valleys. And sometimes the valleys can be good. We'd rather be on the mountaintop. Everything good, flourishing, no problems, no troubles. But we step off that mountain, we get down in that valley, and then things start happening. Which we can also learn from the valley. In other words, all this is saying, even though there's hard times out there, you're going to go through them. Trust God. Do not lose your faith. Do not doubt. But trust God. Have faith in Him, and He'll bring you through it. You know, I'm, going to, I'm fixing to close here. If the band wants to come up, they can. But uh, And y'all have heard this, I'm sure. But it, it, it says so much. I'm going to close with a poem. And you've all heard it. And it's just simply called footprints. How many of y'all heard that? Footprints. Footprints in the sand, maybe. So it goes on to several different names. But I want you to listen to this, and this is so true. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking on the beach with the Lord. And across the sky flashed scenes from his life. And each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One set belonging to him and the other set belonging to the Lord. And when the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked at the foot footprints in the sand. He noticed at times along that path his, in his life there was only one set of prints. One set. Notice he'd been seeing two. 
And he noticed that it happened at the very lowest and hardest point of his life. And this really bothered him. And he questioned the Lord about this. And the Lord said, You said that once you he said, Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during my most troubled times and my most troubled period, there was only one set of prints in the sand. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. The Lord looked at the man, and he said, My son, my precious child, I love you, and I'd never leave you. During your worst times of trials and suffering, and you only saw one set of footprints, that's when I was carrying you in my arms. I was carrying you. You was not walking alone. I was carrying you in my arms. Yes, I love you. So God has never left us. He's never forsaken us. But he's walking with us. Sometimes you may see two sets of footprints where he's walking right there beside you. And then one time when it's really hard and really tough, you may just see one set of prints. Just remember, that's when God picked you up and carried you in his arms. You didn't go through it. He carried you through it. And he's still carrying us through it today if we will allow him, believe in him, and serve him. The Lord will carry us through our troubled times if we will trust in Him. Do you trust in the Lord today? Do you believe His Word? Do you believe He'll do what He says He'll do? If you do, He's right here with you. He's right here with you. Maybe you're here today. Maybe there's something going on in your life. Maybe you're going through some tough times. We have altars up here. If you'd like to just come up and pray. Talk to the Lord. He's here. He'll listen to you. If you would like, I'll be glad to pray with you. I'll be glad to agree with you in your prayer. But God just wants you to come to him, to have fellowship with him, talk with him, and just tell him what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on, but he wants you to invite him into that with you. He's not going to barge in. He wants you to invite him. In other words, you, he's knocking, but you have to open the door. You have to open the door. He's not going to kick that door in. So if you're here today and you need something from God, we have altars that you can come and speak to him, or I'm going to be down front and I'll be glad to pray with you, anoint you with oil, and just agree with you on what you need and we'll ask God to come in and take care of it.